1 Samuel chapter 6, the Philistines return the ark. When the ark of the Lord had been in the land of the Philistines for seven months, the Philistines called the priests and omen readers, saying, What should we do with the ark of the Lord? Advise us as to how we should send it back to its place. They replied, If you're going to send the ark of God to Israel, don't send it away empty. Be sure to return it with a guilt offering. Then you will be healed, and you will understand why his hand has not been removed from you. They inquired, What is the guilt offering that we should send to him? They replied, The Philistine leaders number five. So send five gold saws and five gold mice, for it was with the same plague that has both of you and your leaders afflicted. You should take make images of the saws and images of the mice that were destroying the land. You should honour the God of Israel. Perhaps he will release his grip on you, your gods and your land. Why harden your hearts like the Egyptians and Pharaoh did? When God treated them harshly, didn't the Egyptians send the Israelites on their way? So now go and make a new cart, get two cows that have calves and that have never had a yoke placed on them. Harness the cows to the cart and take the calves from them back to their stalls. Then take the ark of the Lord and place it on the cart and put in the chest beside it the gold objects you are sending to him as a guilt offering. You should then send it on its way, but keep an eye on it. If it should go on by the way of its border to Beth Shemesh, then he has brought this great calamity on us. But if this is not the case, then he will know that it was not his hand that struck us. Rather, it just happened to us by accident. So the men did as instructed. They took two cows that had calves and harnessed the cows to a cart. They also removed their calves to their stalls. They put the ark of the Lord on the cart, along with the chest, the gold mice and the images of the saws. Then the cows went directly on the road to Beth Shemesh. They went along the route, bellowing more and more. They turned neither to left nor to right. The leaders of the Philistines were walking along behind them, all the way to the border of Beth Shemesh. Now the residents of Beth Shemesh were harvesting wheat in the valley. When they looked up and saw the ark, they were pleased at the sight. The cart was coming to the field of Joshua, who was from Beth Shemesh. It paused there near a big stone. Then they cut up the wood of the cart and offered the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord. The Levites took down the ark of the Lord and the chest that was in it, which contained the gold objects. They placed them near the big stone. At that time the people of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings and made sacrifices to the Lord. The five leaders of the Philistines watched what was happening, and then they returned to Ekron the same day. These are the gold saws that the Philistines brought as a guilt offering to the Lord, one for each of the cities, Ashdod, Gaza, Ashkelon, Gath and Ekron. The gold mite corresponded to the number of all the Philistine cities of the five leaders, from the fortified cities to the hamlet villages to Greater Abel. They positioned the Ark of the Lord on a rock until this very day in the field of Joshua, who was from Beth Shemesh. But the Lord struck down some of the people of Beth Shemesh because they had looked into the Ark of the Lord. He struck down 50,070 of the men. The people grieved because the Lord had struck the people with a hard blow. The residents of Beth Shemesh asked, Who is able to stand before the Lord, this holy God, to whom will the ark go up from here? 
So they sent messengers to the residents of Kiriath Jerim, saying, The Philistines have returned the Ark of the Lord. Come down here and take it back home with you. 1 Samuel chapter 7 Then the people of Kiriath Jerim came and took the Ark of the Lord. They brought it to the house of Abinadab, located on the hill. They consecrated Eleazar his son to guard the Ark of the Lord. Further conflict with the Philistines. It was quite a long time, some twenty years in all, that the ark stayed in Kiriath-Jerim. All the people of Israel longed for the Lord. Samuel said to all the people of Israel, If you are really turning to the Lord with all your hearts, remove from among you the foreign gods and the images of Ashtaroth. Give your hearts to the Lord and serve only him. Then he will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. So the Israelites removed the Baals and the images of Ashtaroth, they served only the Lord. Then Samuel said, Gather all Israel at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord on your behalf. After they had assembled at Mizpah, they drew water and poured it out before the Lord. They fasted on that day, and they confessed there, We have sinned against the Lord. So Samuel led the people of Israel to Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that the Israelites had gathered at Mizpah, the leaders of the Philistines went up against Israel. When the Israelites heard about this, they were afraid of the Philistines. The Israelites said to Samuel, Keep crying out to the Lord our God, so that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. So Samuel took a nursing lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Samuel cried out to the Lord on Israel's behalf, and the Lord answered him. As, Israel, as Samuel was offering burnt offerings, the Philistines approached to do battle with Israel. But on the day the Lord thundered against the Philistines. He caused them to panic, and they were defeated by Israel. Then the men of Israel left Mizpah and chased the Philistines, striking them down all the way to the area below beth Car. Samuel took a stone and placed it between Mizpah and Shen, he named it Ebenezer, saying, Up to here the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were defeated. They did not invade Israel again. The hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities that the Philistines had captured from Israel were returned to Israel, from Ekron to Gath. Israel also delivered their territory from the control of the Philistines. There was also peace between Israel and the Amorites. So Samuel led Israel all the days of his life. Year after year he used to travel the circuit of Bethel, Gilgal and Mizpah. He used to judge Israel in all these places. Then he would return to Ramah because his home was there. He also judged Israel there and built an altar to the Lord there. 1 Samuel chapter 8 Israel seeks a king. In his old age, Samuel appointed his sons as judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn son was Joel, and the name of his second was Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba. But his sons did not follow his ways. Instead, they made money dishonestly, accepted bribes, and perverted justice. So all of the elders of Israel gathered together and approached Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, Look, you are old, and your sons don't follow your ways. So now appoint over us a king to lead us, just like all the other nations have. 
But this request displeased Samuel, for they said, Give us a king to lead us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord. The Lord said to Samuel, Do everything the people request, for it is not you that they have rejected, but it is me that they have rejected as their king. Just as they have done from the day I brought them up from Egypt until this very day, they have rejected me and have served other gods. This is what they are looking for you to do. So now do as they say, but you must warn them and make them aware of the policies of the king who will rule over them. So Samuel spoke all the Lord's words to the people who were asking for a king. He said, here are the policies of the king who will rule over you. He will conscript your sons and put them in his chariot forces and in his cavalry. They will run in front of his chariot. He will appoint for himself leaders of thousands and leaders of fifties, as well as those who plough the land, reap the harvest, and make his weapons of war and his chariot equipment. He will take your daughters to be ointment makers, cooks and bakers. He will take your best fields, vineyards and olive groves and give them to his own servants. He will demand a tenth of your seed and of the produce of your vineyards and give it to his administrators and his servants. He will take your male and female servants, as well as your best cattle and your donkeys, and assign them for his own use. He will demand a tenth of your flocks, and you yourselves will be his servants. In that day you will cry out, because the Lord, whom you have chosen for yourselves, but the Lord won't answer you in that day. But the people refused to heed Samuel's warning. Instead, they said, no, there will be a king over us. We will be like all the other nations. Our king will judge us and lead us and fight our battles. So Samuel listened to everything the people said and then reported it to the Lord. The Lord said to Samuel, do as they say and install a king over them. Then Samuel said to the men of Israel, Each of you go back to his own city. Acts chapter 7, Stephen's defence before the council. Then the high priest said, are these things true? So he replied, brothers and fathers, listen to me. The God of glory appeared to our forefather Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he settled in Haran and said to him, go out from your country and from your relatives and come to the land I will show you. Then he went out from the country of the Chaldeans and settled in Haran. After his father died, God made him move to this country where you now live. He did not give any of it to him for an inheritance, not even a foot of the ground, yet God promised to give it to him as a possession and to his descendants after him. Even Abraham as yet had no child. But God spoke as follows, your descendants will be foreigners in a foreign country whose citizens will enslave them and mistreat them for 400 years. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, said God. And after these things, they will come out of there and worship me in this place. Then God gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision. And so he became the father of Isaac and circumcised him uh, within eight days. And Isaac became the father of Jacob, and Jacob of the twelve patriarchs. The patriarchs, because they were jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt. But God was with him, and rescued him from all troubles, and granted him favour and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and over his household. 
Then a famine occurred throughout Egypt and Canaan, causing great suffering, and our ancestors could not find food. So when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent our ancestors there the first time. On their second visit, Joseph made himself known to his brothers again, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. So Joseph sent a message and invited his father Jacob and all his relatives to come, 75 people in all. So Jacob went down to Egypt and died there, along with our ancestors, and their bones were later moved to Shechem and placed in the tomb that Abraham had bought for a certain sum of money from the sons of Hamor in Shechem. But at the time, as the time drew near for God to fulfil the promise he had declared to Abraham, the people increased greatly in number in Egypt, until another king, who did not know about Joseph, ruled over Egypt. This was the one who exploited our people and was cruel to our ancestors, forcing them to abandon their infants so they would die. At this time Moses was born, and he was beautiful to God. For three months he was brought up in his father's house, And when he had been abandoned, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. So Moses was trained in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in his words and deeds. And when he was about 40 years old, it entered his mind to visit his fellow countrymen, the Israelites. When he saw one of them being hurt unfairly, Moses came to his defence and avenged the person who was mistreated by striking down the Egyptian. He thought his own people would understand that God was delivering them through him, but they did not understand. The next day Moses saw two men fighting and tried to make peace between them, saying, Men, you are brothers. Why are you hurting one another? But the man who was unfairly hurting his neighbour pushed Moses aside, saying, Who made you ruler and judge over us? You don't want to kill me the way you killed the Egyptian yesterday, do you? When the man said this, Moses fled and became a foreigner in the land of Midian where he became the father of two sons. After 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to him uh, in the desert of Mount Sinai in the flame of a burning bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight, and when he approached to investigate, there came the voice of the Lord. I am the God of your forefathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Moses began to tremble and did not dare to look more closely. But the Lord said to him, Take the sandals off your feet, for the place where you are now standing is holy ground. I have certainly seen the suffering of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their groaning, and I have come down to rescue them. Now come, I will send you to Egypt. The same Moses had rejected, saying, Who made a ruler and judge? God sent both ruler and deliverer through the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out, performing wonders and miraculous signs in the land of Egypt, at the Red Sea, and in the wilderness for forty years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise you up for a prophet like me from among your brothers. This is the man who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai, and who our ancestors and he received living oracles to give to you. Our ancestors were unwilling to obey him, but pushed him aside and turned back to Egypt in their hearts, saying to Aaron, Make us gods who will go in front of us. For this Moses, who led us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has happened to him. At that time they made an idol in the form of a calf, 
brought a sacrifice to the idol and began rejoicing in the works of their hands. But God turned away from them and gave them over to worship the host of heaven. As it is written in the book of the prophets, it was not me that offered you slain animals and sacrifices 40 years in the wilderness, was it, house of Israel? But you took along the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of the god Repham, the images you made to worship, but I will deport you beyond Babylon. Our ancestors had the tabernacle of testimony in the wilderness, just as God who spoke to Moses ordered him to make it according to the design he had seen. Our ancestors received possession of it and brought it in with Joshua when they dispossessed the nations that God drove out before our ancestors until the time of David. He found favour with God and asked that he could find a dwelling place for the house of Jacob. But Solomon built a house for him. Yet the Most High does not live in houses made by human hands. As the prophet says, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool for my feet. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord, or what is my resting place? Did my hand not make all these things? You stubborn people, with uncircumcised hearts and ears, you are always resisting the Holy Spirit, like your ancestors did. Which of the prophets did your ancestors not persecute? They killed those who foretold long ago the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. You received the law by decrees given by angels, but you did not obey it. Stephen is killed. When they heard these things, they became furious and ground their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked intently toward heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears, shouting out with a loud voice, and rushed at him with one intent. When they had driven him out of the city, they began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their cloaks at the feet of a young man named Saul. They continued to stone Stephen while he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell to his knees and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he said this, he died. And Saul agreed completely with killing him.